This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Can you all just help me to honor the greatest general of our time, Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev. We just want to thank you for the love and the time that you have invested upon the land of India. We are so honored by your teaching, by your love, and we just want to say thank you. And I also want to thank Dr. Andre for who he's been in our land. He's been a, such a source of love, and he has always pushed us forward. He has never let us be silent. He has always been a source of move, move, move. And can we all just clap hands for Dr. Andre? Yeah? Thank you. Thank you. You can all be seated. It's such a joy to see you all as one body of Christ. Amen? Can somebody say the, the powerfulest name? There is no other name that is greater than this name called Jesus. Can somebody help me on this name? Jesus! 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 See, the word of God says, make a joyful noise. It does not say, make a joyful anything other than noise. Noise does not come from your mouth. It comes from your belly. Yeah? If you're angry, you speak out of your belly. You don't speak out of your mouth. That's why you don't think. Yeah? Can somebody shout out the name of Jesus out loud like never before? Jesus! Come on. Because when you do something for Jesus, you do the best of your life. You don't give him the least. You give the best. If this was the last hallelujah, if this was the last time that you are going to say, Jesus, it better be the best. It's an honor and a joy to stand as the servant of God. It's not a joke. Billy Graham said, I'd rather be a servant of God than to scoop down and to be a king of a nation. It's an honor to Hold this Bible and go on to this world. Show the light. Amen. Amen. How many of you say that I am blessed? Amen. Look at somebody and say that you're blessed. Amen. Amen. Somebody would come and ask me, Pastor, tell me how could I be blessed? The greatest way for you to be blessed is knowing Jesus. The name of Jesus has power. The name of Jesus has life. The name of Jesus has the power to break down every plans of the enemy. Amen. And uh, I know blessed is the man who preaches short for he shall be called wise. Yes. I'm going to do my best to push everything under it. Yeah. And I want you guys to pray and receive the word. Don't see at my face. Nothing is going to come out. It's only my wife who could see my face and enjoy my life. Yeah, you don't see my face. Receive it with the Spirit of God. Amen. And uh, let me just start with a joke because it's good to laugh in the presence of God. Yeah. Imagine what would, have Jonah, what would Jonah would have told his family after the trip from Tarshish and before going to Nineveh. What would have he told to his family? He would have told, I had a fishy story. Yeah, Jonah had a fishy story. Apparently no words can compromise or no words can be put into the, the process that he went through. Amen? And I'm telling you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen? Amen? Come on, I'm not a teacher, I'm a preacher, so you're going to help me with this. Yeah? If you're going to see me, I'm going to be silent. But 
go, let's go through it. Amen. So, so let me tell you, we are living in the most toughest time of our life. And it's not a joke. It's serious. It's seriously not a joke. You just can't ignore the things around and just keep living your life and not taking things seriously. What's happening around. And I'm here to tell you, the enemy is like a roaring lion. He is serious at his business. And if you who were called by the name of God, and if you do not stand up this time as the real lion, let me tell you, the buffoon will take it more. He is just like a roaring lion. But you and I are the real lion of Judah. You and I stand for the king of kings. You and I stand with the life of God. The word of God. Let me tell you, many people think, let me just listen to me fully and then judge me, okay? This book does not have life. But when this book enters into the spirit of God and the breath of God that is in your life, let me tell you, no weapon formed against you can prosper. This word of God just sleeping under your pillow can do nothing. But when you take this word of God, when you allow God to speak to you and this word of God is into your spirit, oh my, anybody that comes before you, they are for trouble. Telling you, I come from a land which is hard for the gospel of God. But I know for sure there is nobody in this earth who is born to even touch my head without the permission of my living God. It's not a joke. I'm telling you, we face a lot of trouble. We, we face a lot of, you know, pain. But I know for sure there's nobody greater than my God. Amen. And I'm here to say, you know what? In, in, in John chapter 10 verse 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Wait. Now this is where we have to see. What on earth do you have that is so expensive that he wants to steal? What is so expensive? Don't tell me it's the salvation. Because salvation is expensive. And that guy does not have the price to pay for it. Salvation is expensive. He cannot pay that much price. We sometimes complicate a lot of small things into big. And we believe that it's taking us. The enemy is coming to steal your joy. Imagine if you're not happy in the Lord. That's why the word of God says, the joy of the Lord is mine. That's why he's behind your joy. If your joy is going to be on something else, I'm sorry, we are heading into times. You're going to lose it. If your joy is on your bank account, I'm sorry, you're losing it. If your joy is going to be, be on your work, it's losing but when my joy is on God, when my trust is on God, when my hope is on God, the enemy cannot play any games on it. Imagine if he's going to steal your joy, you cannot see properly. Your faith won't work properly. Your eyes are blinded. Then he first, he steals your joy. Second, he kills your faith because your faith is not strong because you're not happy. Because the joy of the Lord is not your strength. So your faith is killed. The moment your faith is killed, let me tell you, you and I, if without faith, we are just walking dead bodies. Without faith, you and I, we are just walking dead bodies. But I know with the presence of God, and I know when I have the faith on my living Jesus, uh, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than anything that whatever comes on my way, I will overcome it. Tell somebody you're an overcomer. Amen. So I want to tell you this day. Don't put your trust on the worldly things. 
Don't put your trust on the money and the bank accounts. I'm telling you, serving God, one thing that I've learned, you have to trust 100%. Not 99.9. When Apostle Theo said, when he gave up all his first three houses to the Lord, telling you it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It took faith to activate. When he walked into that, uh, oh, I'm telling you, when he gave off the three houses, uh, there were billions and billions of dollars that was waiting for him. And that's what you see, what you see. Take your heart from the world. Heaven will bless you. Take your heart from the world. Now, how many of you say, the joy of the Lord is my only strength? Put your hands up. Put your hands up. I want to see some hands. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you an altar call to empty your bank accounts. Some people will stand up and say, you know what? Like Pastor Jerome said yesterday, it is the devil who's speaking for me. Shut up, devil. You know how much faith it took for me to do what I'm doing? Listen. You're living by the grace of God. You're standing by the grace of God. If you're going to fail in the one-tenth of your tithe, I wonder how will you pass in life? Because that's the first standard of Christianity and belief. If you're going to fail in your ABCs, I wonder how do you speak English? Okay, new covenant believers, there's no tithe. Wonderful. 100% belongs to God. Not your one-tenth, it's your hundred. You don't have rights on anything else because the word of God says, it is no longer I that liveth, it is Christ who liveth in me. Hey, listen, we live in a dangerous world which says I. I like it, I want, I want to be a male, I want to be a female, I want to be a floating gender. Oh. Come on. Come on. Sorry. It's not about you. It's about him. You were not created to feed you. You were created for him, by him, and to him. Don't take it light. Don't take it light. I'm telling you, the more you feed the eye, you're going to see the demon. The word I is the demonic word. Because he is greater than every I in you. Let the I in me die in me. Let the he in me increase and rule over me. How many of you say this today? Let he, let the greatest Jesus rule in my life. Amen. And I'm telling you, this is not, this is not a surprise for the church that the world is so dark. Because long time back, Isaiah 60 verse 2 says, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness, the people. Hey, listen, it's just not darkness, it's thick darkness. Say, the world is surrounded by thick darkness. Come on, tell this back. The world is covered by thick darkness. But I'm not here to brag about the devil, I'm here to brag about my God. I stand with my chest up high because I know my Savior. The devil is a loser. He cannot, take, he cannot even take a penny from me. I'm not challenged by the darkness because just because you come on a wrong time into this church and all the lights are off, will you say there is no light inside? Just that the switch is off. The time is coming, the button will be on. The time is coming, revival is heading towards our land. The time is coming, the world is going to see the greatest move that has never seen that never before. It's time for revival. Can somebody say that it's time for revival? It's time for the move of God. Amen. But the beauty of the word of God is, let me tell you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. 
But the Lord arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. But the Lord, say, say this, but the Lord. How many of you know English properly? When you say but, the previous word died. How many of you know when you say but, the previous sentence, whatever you spoke thus far, it lost its value, it lost its power. The whole problem is, are you focusing the reality what the world is focusing or are you focusing what God is focusing? Your reality is not God's reality. Tell to somebody, your reality is not God's reality. Let me give you an example. Jesus goes into the house of Jairus. Everybody says, this girl is dead. Everybody are crying, she's dead. But Jesus says, Jairus, do not fear. Tell somebody, do not fear. The Lord says, do not fear. Your reality that you see in the world is not your reality. You're an ambassador of heaven, not on earth. You don't belong to earth, you belong to heaven. Amen? So, so Jesus goes into that house and says, you know what? This child is not dead, relax. This child is not dead. But the beauty of Jesus is, he goes into the house knowing the reality of what's happening. And he goes near the dead body and he says, let the spirit come back. See, in the reality, that girl was dead. In the reality, that girl is not alive. But the reality is Jesus is different. For he has power all over the earth and all above heaven. There is nothing, nothing is too hard for my God. The moment he said, let the spirit come back, it had to obey. Don't get excited about the darkness. Get excited about the presence of God that's coming upon Amen. The devil has no position over the church. The devil can try, but it cannot win because the church is the kingdom of God. Let me tell you, don't, feel, don't, don't think that the church is a movie theater that you feel good about it. No, church is a gym where you come and exercise, where you come and exercise your faith and you go back and kick the devil. You are a conqueror. You have to rule over. You have to rule what is outside. You're not called to be ruled by. Do you know there is no good news in the world anymore? There's no good news. So you want to know where's the good news? Just look at the other person's face. That is your good news. That is your good news. Yeah? That person carries Jesus. That person carries the spirit of God. That, that person carries the breath of God. That person carries the revelation of God. And let me tell you, when you and I arise in this time and we stand for the king of kings, the light will be brighter than the darkness and the nations of this world will see the king of kings and the Lord of lords will be exalted above all nations. The church is not called to be under, it's called to be over. Because it was not built by a man, it was built by the Spirit of God. It was built by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, in Romans 8, 19 says, For the creations are waiting for the sons of men to arise. Sadly, the church is waiting for the world to change. I'm sorry. It cannot change without you and I go out and speak destiny. It cannot change you and I going and taking over our places. Imagine one Daniel standing for God and praying and not giving up God, not giving up on God. A whole nation came into the Lord. Can I see how many Daniels are here? Do you think the world is impossible? 
One Daniel can take one nation. Imagine how many people are here to rise up for God. Amen? Amen? So I'm here to tell you, my dear friends, for the creations are waiting. For the creations are waiting for you to speak destiny. See, listen, I'm happy with the prosperity gospel. Okay? I'm, I'm good with it. I'm not against it. Prosperity is from God. But don't just keep sitting there. There's too, much to work. There's too much work to do. Money is not given to your hands for you to sit down and feel happy about it. Money is for you to take the gospel unto the world and show the love of Jesus into the broken and the dark places. Amen. The word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things, all these things will be given unto you. No, what? All these things will be? Added unto you. That means you're already blessed. So God will bless you more when you go for the Lord. When you seek his presence, let me tell you, you will live a blessed life than you ever think. But the whole deal is, do you, do you have the gospel in your hands? Do you stand for the living God? Are you ready to pay any price for this word of God to go to nations? Amen? Church, I'm here to tell you. Okay, I have another 12 minutes. Lord, help me. I'm going to run like Elijah. The Spirit of God is upon me. Okay. There are three kinds. There are three ministries. Faith, anointing, and glory. Church, in faith, you keep pushing. You keep pushing, pushing, and making things happen. In anointing, God gives you an assignment. He puts you there, and he makes it happen. Listen, we have passed both the tests. Now we are entering the third one. It's glory. In glory, the best part is, you know what? All that you do, sit back and see what God does. In revival, man of God will not be seen. In, in revival, drums will not be seen. Keyboard will not be seen. Guitars will not be seen. In revival, it is your living God alone will be exalted and lifted up high. It's revival time. It's no longer a church game. You don't come for the guitar. You come for the living God. You don't come for the beat and dance at all. Hey, dancing is good. Guitar is good. But you come for the living God. Amen? Amen? How many of you are ready to move into glory? How, how many pastors are ready to say, Lord, I'm going to take my seat back. Uh -huh. I want to see what you're going to do in my life. Let me tell you, if only the glory of God could visit you, you will never be the same. What you thought could be not, what you thought is impossible will be possible in a second, in a blink of an eye. That is the power of glory. Amen? So I'm here to say, prophesy, it's time for glory. Come on, say, it's time for glory. It's time for revival. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence will take it by force. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence will take it. Let me tell you, this force is not your force. Many of us, we think it's our force. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of God. You cannot do anything in this world without the Spirit of God. It is season that the Spirit of God is going to strengthen you like never before. And take down every world that is before you. And going to conquer things that you have never conquered in your life. You know, even some pastors, we think, you know what? My time is already ready, done. At least let my children take over and do. Your time is not done. There's more to go. You're going to see the Lord moving like never before. What took almost 50 years, what took all these years, let me tell you, in a blink of an eye, God is going to do that for you. Amen? Amen? 
The church cannot, the church no longer can run only with money. The church needs the glory of God. The problem for the church is not the money. The problem for the church is the presence and the glory of God. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me tell you, you don't come to church so that you get a visa ticket to heaven. Listen, you're not coming to the church to have, to have a visa. You don't come to church for a tourist visa. You come to church for a citizenship in heaven. And if you become a citizenship in heaven, know that you have responsibilities. And know after becoming a citizen, it's high time you realize that you are the ambassadors of God. When you become the ambassadors of God, there is authority upon you. And whoever will stand before you, they have to be shut up because the kingdom of God is behind you. Whoever would touch you, they have to touch Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because you are an ambassador of God. Amen? Let me tell you, I'm not telling, I'm not telling it because, you know, to encourage you, it's true. It's true. I've seen challenging places. I've preached the gospel where they have told me, be ready. They will put you naked and they will make you kneel down and walk on streets. I said, it's okay. I don't think nobody on earth is born like that for me. Because I carry the most costliest presence of God. See, listen, I'm not here to do pity parties. No, I am a lion of Judah. The one who's me is greater than one who's in the world. Church, the most important thing in this life, we have the revelation of God like never before. This great generation, we have revelation. But the problem on this time is, we take God for granted in praying, seeking his face. We are too good in building up our brains and becoming an alien and going out of this planet. But let me tell you, a word that does not go into prayer, that it does not become power. A revelation, if it does not go into prayer, it does not, it does not become power. It's just knowledge. But when you receive a revelation, when you start praying on it, when you start breathing on it, when you start eating on it, when you start walking on it, oh my God, let me tell you, you will become the revelation. Church, I'm calling you for a time of prayer because if revival should take place, it's time that we know that we start praying with the revelation of God. Because I know 30 years back uh, in my hometown, people used to just take the Bible and say, hallelujah, 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 praise the Lord, praise the Lord. For half an hour they do. I ask them, what do you do? They say, I'm praying. I feel sad for them. These guys didn't have the knowledge of the word of God. But let me tell you. I am in a blessed generation. I have the word of God, not for me to just feed my bread and be sitting down. I have the word of God to pray and to get into my spirit and to work through it and to win through it. Amen. In 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 42, the Lord tells Elijah, I'm sending rain. I'm sending rain. Listen, there are a lot of prophets and And the problem with the church also. We kind of feel the moment somebody says I'm a prophet, he, you want him to prophesy your past, present and future. <laughs> Listen, that's a big problem. You don't go to a prophet to listen to all these things. Prophet is not a fortune teller. A prophet is somebody who sees things in the spirit and brings it into the present and makes it manifest. A prophet is a direct portal of God. And Elijah heard from God 
And let me tell you, pastors, preachers, and everybody, all of you are called to be the prophets of God, to speak the word of God and make it into existence wherever you belong. And Elijah heard the word saying, I'm sending rain. And the moment he went to the mountain, he, said, he tells to King Ahab, you know what, better go, it's going to rain. I don't want you to get wet and caught in the rain. But Elijah, after doing that, he goes to the mount and he starts praying. First time he prays, nothing happens. Second time he prays, eight, eight times he does it. On the eighth time it starts raining. Men of God, don't give up. Just because it's taking eight times, don't give up. You could be in the last seventh time and one more time you pray. The promise of God that was spoken upon your life is going to come into existence. And every dry land, every place that you see it's dying, it's going to come into existence. And the beauty, you know what? The, there's power in prayer. When you pray, your miracles will not kill you. Tell somebody, when you pray, your miracles will not kill you. Because of Elijah prayed, you know what happened? In 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 46, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his garments, and he ran before Ahab. Listen, the Lord is sending rain, but he is also so concerned about Elijah that he does not want him to get rain. He does not want him. Imagine, Elijah didn't take an umbrella. Believe, you know what? I know, God said it's going to rain. Let's have an umbrella. Listen, you don't need any earthly source to protect yourself. You have the heavenly source. When you start praying, the hand of the Lord will come upon you and will make you run before chariots and you will be in God's speed. Amen? There are two things. One, Peter, Jesus says, pray so that you might not fall into temptation. Listen, grace people, when you become lazy, I'm sorry, grace will not work. Grace is not for lazy people. Grace is a power that makes you stronger to accomplish what you can do. Jesus says, pray so that you might not be tempted. Peter says, I'm so tired, I'm going to sleep. He fell down. But the other side, Jesus went and prayed. For his assignment to be accomplished. He sends an angel of God. When you pray, God will send angels to strengthen you. To fulfill what he has called you for. Prayer opens heaven. And he prayed. Jesus was strengthened by the spirit of God. But Peter failed. But thank God, Peter had a second chance. Tell somebody that a second chance. I'm finishing. I have another three minutes. That, that Peter, in the book of Acts, he went with 120. And he started praying. And the book of Acts, let me tell you, it's so amazing that there was not one fire. There was 120 fire on each of them. You don't need to copy any man of God. You have your own anointing. You don't need to try to replicate and try to act like somebody. There is your own anointing in the presence of God. Go pray. And Peter, after the Spirit of God taking over after the baptism of the Spirit. You know what happened? He goes and preaches. Uh, this Peter who betrayed three times uh, was the reason for the church to be established. 3,000 people came to the Lord in just one message. That is revival. Revival cannot birth without prayer. Revival cannot birth without prayer. As Apostle Theo said in 2 Corinthians seven fourteen, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Church, the land needs healing. 
Church, the land needs healing. Please, it's time for you to go on your knees. Praying is not an outdated thing. Praying is an updating thing. You go to the presence of God. Your software gets updated more faster than an Apple phone. Telling you, Apple phone has to bow down before a prayer. You will know before time. Amen? I'm just finishing. I just want to tell you this. I'm, I don't want even the photos. It's okay. I'm running out of time. There was a revival that took place in 2006 in the land of India in the northeast part called Shillong. It is a real thing. It is there in YouTube. You can go watch it. And I want to put it because we are praying for India again for a move of God. And I'm telling this so that we could move there. And I know this time is a global revival. It's just not one place catching up in fire. It's going to be fire everywhere because darkness is everywhere. Immorality is everywhere. The same way the fire of God is going everywhere. In the northeast of India, there's a place called Shillong in 2006. This is actually the continuation of Wales revival. After 100 years of Wales revival, they started praying. The churches, the Presbyterian churches started praying. They started praying for one year. They were praying and worshipping, praying and worshipping. Almost hundreds of churches started gathering and praying, praying, praying for a move of God because they were tired of religion. They wanted the fire of God upon their land. You know what? After, hundred, uh, after one year of prayer, right after the second week, uh, all of a sudden, no men of God, no mic, no church, nothing. The presence of God hit the schools. Children were down on the floor like war ground. They were crying and confessing their sins, speaking in different tongues and prophesying, and a three-year-old walking on the street, telling and prophesying about the living God. Let me tell you, a whole state was closed for three days. They couldn't work, no schools, nothing. The, the domestic animals and the wild animals and people were praying together in the same church. That is revival. Revival is not just for you, it's for the whole. I'm not telling you a joke, it is real. Amen. And I'm telling you, these are the days as Acts 2.17 says, in the last days uh, it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons uh, and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old ones shall see dreams. In Jesus' name, it's revival. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.